hello, welcome to episode 231 of Sat King's Therapy. Fong, I'm going to need you to mark out, mark down this occasion. The Kings are 500 once again. Oh my. Yes, they beat the Warriors in Golden 1 Center. Uh, to, to, uh, let, okay, I'll say the score first. 122 to 115. They now are 6-6. Six and six. And now look to face, I believe it is Brooklyn on Tuesday against Kevin Durant, who are losing to the Lakers right now. So they're going to be angry. That's not good. But mm. to stay on topic, the Kings finally out three tries. Arguably should have won the second one, maybe. I mean, it would have tied the game. Lord knows with Kevin Herter's free throws. but And Lord knows if they win that game. But on the third try, they finally take down the mighty Warriors. Take me through the first half because, unfortunately, I missed the first half. Uh, I see. So, well, first off, we should talk about the new uh, City Edition jerseys. Jeez, why did I slip that up? Uh, What do you think of them in your own opinion? I don't really have an opinion on the jerseys. Um, It's... It's all right. Like, I don't I don't hate it. I, I talked about it on the last episode. Like, I'm very like it's one of the things I have just no connection with the majority in terms of like, you know, a consensus opinion. There were so many jerseys that I thought were fine or good. And a lot of people I saw, well, people I saw said they were ugly. Like some people did not like the baby blue jerseys. I mm. love the baby blue jerseys. Yeah, I'm pretty indifferent for those, but uh, with this one, I do like the font on, uh, you know, the new City Edition jerseys. It's just, uh, for me, the colors don't really pop if uh, I were to, you know, wear it for myself, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, do you think this kind of, it feels very old school to me, this jersey. Yeah, like the font looks, it's like old school, but they modernized it in a way, so I guess you could put it that way. Um, it definitely has the font of the old, uh, I guess, early 2000s jersey. I don't know what it's specifically called. I'm pretty sure you know what I mean. I, I do know what you mean. That, that does remind me of that. And, you know, the color is what it, what the color is. The most important thing is the Kings won their first game in these jerseys. Mm-hmm. So it is oh, good yeah. luck. All right, take me through the first half. So, yeah, uh, first half, we got a pretty early, um, you know, Three point uh slump like we weren't hitting that many freeze for some reason i thought curry did well in the three-point land uh maybe it's because i was trying to juggle between watching the niners game and this game but it, he just had one three throughout the first half and uh whatchamacallit i mean keegan was on him for pretty much uh quite a while and it's just that he can't stay on Curry uh, at most times because he always cuts to the rim and he always just gets open. Same with Wiggins. I forgot who was on Wiggins at times, but he seems like he was at the right place at the right time. And he was the one that kind of provided most of the threes in the first half for the Warriors. Uh, other than that, uh, we saw Dante check in for once. I think I don't remember him checking in, uh, in the previous two uh, games that we faced the Warriors, right? He was injured. Mm, I, yeah geez i'm like choking on stuff but uh, i see uh other than that uh it felt like we weren't hitting shots that were uh you know that mattered uh especially the open ones um other than that uh yeah couldn't uh warriors hit like very tough shots over us uh 
uh, like I said, Wiggins and Quay seemed like <laughs> they were just uh, hitting at will at times. And we were pretty much at down 15. Uh, I want to believe towards the end of the first quarter. But when it came to the second quarter, the bench for the Warriors, my God, they were not so great. Uh, there was a point where Keaton got like two quit steals and had two uh, transitions in the other end. That kind of like, like the bench for the Warriors. I, I I don't know what to say about them. And the sad, I mean, the sad thing is like the the main engine that runs that second unit. Jordan Poole actually, I thought played well. Like you look at his stats: eighteen points, uh, three rebounds, and one assist and one steal. Like. Four turnovers, not great, but he scored well this game, and they still couldn't get it going. They're in a bit of a funk, and this is unfortunately where, you know, they really miss a guy like an Otto Porter, like a GP2. And, you know, to a lot of the Warriors' chagrin, Nemanja Bielitsa, guys that just know how to play the Warriors' system. And, you know, Wiseman, like, he didn't play this game, but he's not exactly, like, accustomed to that style. Kaminga's a bit of a weird one. He's having trouble kind of figuring out, too. Like, it's just not happening right now. And, you know, one guy that I just, I'm kind of, I think the Warriors are kind of fucking up with him, especially, is Moses Moody. He's a guy that you would think would fit right in, just to kind of, he plays like, he plays like a, you know, a 6-5 loony, basically. Like, he just knows where to be and. Now, to be fair, I haven't watched as many uh, Warriors games. I don't really know how he's actually doing, but Moody would be, I guess, another glue guy that you could just fit in and and just honestly just let him play through his mistakes and let him figure it out. But, you know, they don't have that glue guy like an auto porter or a GP2 anymore. So they have to rely on Anthony Lamb and Dante <laughs> DiVincenzo, who, you know, is relatively new and I thought he was fine, but like he, he's not it right now. Yeah, like with Dante, even though he didn't do well offensively, his defense was annoying. Like there were some plays against Fox where he couldn't get around Dante. He he was just stuck on him pretty much uh, for, you know, the little time that he had out there. But I learned that as a like a as a team for the ben, uh, Warriors bench, it, it just didn't work out. The only person that actually produced was Jordan Poole. And most of the, uh, Jordan Poole's points were with the uh, starters anyway when they checked back in. Yeah, they're going to have to find, figure out something with that. Is it, a tra- is it time to trade Wiseman? Is it time to trade? Uh, is it time to trade Kaminga? I think you can get I think you can get something nice for them, but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But, yeah, um, oh, I did watch the highlights. Tell me what kind of, like, other than the Warriors bench, what, uh, what else kind of fueled their comeback, the Kings' comeback? I felt like DeMontis played very well. Like he was at the right place at the right time. And, you know, we fueled our offense through him uh, during that second half. Uh, but other than that, like, I guess you could say our rebounding was a lot better this game than the previous two games as well. Uh, like I said, with Sabonis, he had like, what, 22 rebounds, six offensive, 16 defensive. It felt like we were getting. A, a decent amount of second chance points uh, during those runs. And, you know, other than that, like it f- felt pretty much a very fluid Kings offense. It's just that when the shots did, or when the shots uh, were McCart, we should have taken the shots that we should have made. If you know what I mean, that's what I meant to say. 
wasn't it the other way? Should have made the shots we take. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. That that sounded weird, but okay. Uh, so I kind of get the idea, and yeah, the Warriors bench not good. Like the Warriors have one of the best starting lineups in the league, and somehow are a pretty bad team right now. Five and eight right now. Mm-hmm. Like they got some stuff to figure out. They have not gotten a win on the road. Zero and seven uh, on the road. Interesting. And, and yeah, this was the seventh game, so they're in a bit of a funk. They're going to need to figure some stuff out. But let's talk, let's talk about the second half. I I said that the Kings, like it, it was a back and forth game. Like the Kings would actually go on like little mini runs, and then the Warriors would slap them back right with another mini run, and it was back and forth, back and forth. And in the fourth quarter, like it's basically it was still like that up until De'Aaron Fox decided to just take over with just uh, like basically in the Lakers game where he just started taking these really, you know, creating and just making really, really tough shots. He had, you know, a three with the shot clock winding down and then a tough jumper over uh, Clay Thompson. And then Sabonis kind of finished them off with the putback, with a little putback that should have been an and one, but whatever, not going to complain too much about that. But yeah, like, this this kind of shows you that maybe De'Aaron Fox is arriving right now. Yeah, like, especially when he drives to the rim, I'm like, oh, no, he's going to get blocked because there was a lot of Warriors in that paint. But for some reason, he just cuts through that defense and <laughs> makes that easy layup. I'm like, man, this guy, if he doesn't get an all-star vote, <laughs> in, uh, I don't know what to say, to be honest. And this is the ultimate sign of like you have arrived as a, as a star. They had to put Draymond on him. Mm-hmm. Not Wiggins. They had to put Clay on him. It what it didn't go well. They had to put Draymond on him for stretches just to slow him down. Like he he has he is becoming one of those forces. Like yeah, as you said, like there was one play where you know the Warriors scored and he just took it down and just scored before Draymond was able to get back. Like just incredible superstar shit. And just did that again and again. And just that was kind of the difference between the game because on the other end, he did a, he did a pretty good job on Steph in the fourth. He even blocked a three-pointer, which is pretty unheard of. Like, it's very rare that you see Steph Curry get blocked. And then they were also, Kings were trapping Steph Curry, kind of took him out, like, um, down the stretch and just neutralized him. So, you know, so he ended up only scoring 34, or no, 27 points, not 47. So mm-hmm. that is basically why the Kings won. They were, they managed to neutralize uh, Steph down the stretch and they tried it and they basically made anyone else beat them, whether it was Clay Thompson, whether it was Andrew Wiggins, and God forbid, it's Draymond Green trying to make a shot. You let that man take any shot that he ever wants. So, yeah. Good job on the Kings. Great job on De'Aaron. Great job on Sabonis. Just, over, just the complete game from the from the Kings. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and you know the other two guys I want to also shout out: Her and Murray. They hit their threes where it mattered. Out the most. Uh, Her and Murray. I thought you said Her and Murray. I was like, who's Her? Okay, Her and Murray. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, especially Mur- uh, eh, Murray. This game, five for nine from free. My gosh, he. Like he had a very, I guess a tough road trip. Yeah, yeah, very tough road trip. Um, but you know, coming home with uh, all the fans out there, even though most of them felt like Warriors fans anyway. But uh, he, he, I mean, he hit the shots where it mattered. 
Logan, this becomes a rivalry. This is going to be up there with just how annoying Lakers games can get in, in the Golden One Center, where you just hear so many cheers when the other team scores. But hey, we won this game, and you know we'll, we'll deal with it for now. Um, but yeah, uh, Keegan Murray kind of came back alive. He had not been. He does not shoot well on the road at all. I gotta, I gotta check his splits. I think there's a road and home split. Let's see. Yeah, so on the at home he shoots 40 46% from 3. On the road he shoots 27% from 3. At home shoots 56% from uh from the field and 34% uh on the road. Yeah, not great on the road. But hopefully he figures it out, but right now it, when he's home, he's cooking. Uh those are pretty interesting stats. Uh hopefully he can improve on the road uh I mean, so far we're gonna be staying at home for the most part, I believe, right? Let me check. Um, yes, I think the next four games are at home. I think, like, yeah, I think Pistons, and I think maybe we we'll head out to Memphis for a, for a game. I think I don't remember. Mm. Well, for our next one against Brooklyn on Tuesday, it's gonna be at home. TNT, hey, by the way, it's TNT? gonna be a TNT game. Come on, come on, Charles! I want you to shout us out. He, he says he loves <laughs> Sacramento. Oh, well, well, we shall see. Okay. I uh, also want to shout out Terrence Davis. Plus 14, five, six. You know, we talked about uh, Sabonis having 22 rebounds. Terrence Davis, number two at six in 18 minutes, six rebounds. Only five points, which is surprising. But, uh, you know, just plus plus 14. It's hard to kind of point out what he did. But, you know, he felt impactful out there. Like, he was on, like, guys like Poole. He... He's definitely not as good as Davion on ball, but he's definitely a guy that can that makes a guy think twice uh, before like straight up just attacking and blowing by him. You know, like he's he's maybe just like Dante is like a good example of like a pest on the on the ball. T- Terrence Davis isn't like a pest, but he definitely is physical and just makes again makes a guy think twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of wish we saw him more out there, but you know. If it were to be between him and Monk, I probably would have chosen Monk more, to be honest. But uh, yeah, other than that, uh, seven free throws this game. Yeah, for Monk, that's uh, <laughs> he drew quite a lot for sure. Um, in terms of his offense, I mean, it's whatever, to be honest. And you know, sh- shout out to Metsu again. I can just never get over how well Metsu is playing now. He is keeping Rashawn Holmes on that bench right now. Just you know, he plays his role. He took one, th- well, he took two threes. There was one three that he took that I really didn't love, but he was wide, 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 wide open. But he he's just playing his role and just making plays when he's called to. It just really, really impressed with what Mets was done. Davion didn't play much this game, but when he was out there, he was a pest. There, there, there were a few possessions where Steph could not get by him at all. And like mm-hmm. Jinnah had to pass up the ball and start working off ball, which is kind of where you can kind of get Davion. But yeah, Davion was an absolute pest, and Fox was able to finish, kind of finish Steph off in the like you know down the stretch with that again. That block on on Steph in the corner was an incredible play, and like that brought the energy from the crowd. Oh yeah. So yeah, overall, just a very very fun game. By the way, I was actually outside the arena in the first half. I wanted to get a ticket in, but it's about a hundred bucks just to get in. So I thought, I thought differently, but overall just a really complete game and Kings are now on a four game winning streak and they, you know, they take on Brooklyn next and we'll see like what they bring up. Oh, by the way, they lost the Lakers. Lakers get their third win. Congratulations guys. 
Oh, let's see. I, I want to check how Russ did because Russ has been doing decent. Uh, four for 15, one for six on the three-point line. Eh. What's a plus minus? It's minus six. Which... Jesus. In, in a game, you blow the other team out. That's incredible. He's, yeah. he's been bad. He's been bad. We can say it, but yeah, uh, overall, just a great, just a great, um, complete game from the Kings being able to just, you know, take, take a punch, like in the first quarter in previous years, they go down 39, 26. They're done. It's it's a blowout. It's a 20 point blowout for the rest of the game, but they fought back. They stayed strong and they made, they made the plays. They made crucial plays down the stretch. And with De'Aaron Fox just becoming that go-to score down the stretch, it's, you know, I had said, like, it's going to be hard for Fox to make an all-star team. He's making his case right now, just being the man to take those tough shots, to make those tough plays. Just, yeah, he's taking the next level. And the Kings are, are you know, following, following, or fall, or kind of like falling in line and just they're ascending. And let's hope that this is the beginning of a playoff berth. They are now the ninth seed because the West is crazy, ridiculous, competitive. Yeah. We shall see, and hopefully the stars do align when the time comes. When the time comes. All right, let's move on to the rest of the two topics that we have on this docket. All right, your 49ers, a good day for you. They also won. Yeah, it was. Talk to me gonna, about it. Yeah, not going to lie. I felt like it was going to be close. It, it felt uh, like uh, it was going to be a close game because um, – Chargers were up, uh, I want to say, 10 to our three at one point. Uh, I already forgot. I was. It's, it's hard to juggle a Niners game and a Kings game at the same time. Yes, we're getting but, double duty today. Yeah, so, yeah, both of the, both the games surprisingly ended like, relatively at the same time, which is pretty rare. <laughs> but uh, for the Niners, I mean, man, our running game is pretty strong. I'm not going to lie. Uh we have Elijah Mitchell back, which is was our RB1, but now he's our RB2 behind Christian McCaffrey. Um, other than that, like, it felt like we ran up the ball a lot. Uh, not too many thrown balls, I want to say. I need to check the box score for that. But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, uh, yeah, I wanted, uh, you know, Jimmy to throw the ball a little, uh, just a little more. Uh even though he did get some uh, good receptions from uh, Brandon Ayuk and Jennings uh, and Christian McCaffrey, of course. But, uh, you know, I do have George Kittle on my fantasy and uh, wish he threw it to him a little more. As I said, just be happy that the team won. It ain't yeah. about you. It ain't about you. So, you know, I, I'm just, I know, I know fantasy is very important to you, but ultimately your team actually won. So, I would just be happy about that. Yeah. For now, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, Jim, Jimmy doesn't have to think too much about throwing anymore since, you know, we do have Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell back and, you know, Debo uh, putting on some uh, of the weight as well. So, you know, you know, we probably won't be seeing too many bad throws, hopefully. <laughs> just a little, just a little too high, you know, but. You know, hopefully those days are those days are over for you guys. But does this mean anything that you guys beat the Chargers? Are you guys rivals at all? Not that I could think of. Chargers are doing decent. Um, they're in the same uh, what you want to call it, division. So 
what you might call it, it means something to us. Uh, wait, what am I saying? They're not in the same division. Uh, wait, really? You guys are like in the same area, basically. What you might call it? How I say this? They're in. I need to check this. So we're in the NFC West. They're in the AFC West. Mm, okay. <laughs> so it's totally, totally, it totally makes sense. Okay, sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, what was I about to say? Yeah, I was looking at the statistics on uh, how, um, how likely we're going to make it to the playoffs. Uh, we were like what 64 i want to say percent in the beginning of the season now we're 74 ish uh behind the seahawks which uh they have one game above us so uh we'll see what where that goes seahawks surprisingly doing pretty well with geno smith and uh you know they'll have a bye week so hopefully we could even it out uh sooner or later and uh We'll be playing against Arizona on Monday, I believe. So that, that I, I feel like that should be an easy game. Really easy game, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say this, but mm, we'll see because I've been following the Cardinals a little bit because of fantasy. So they're they're eh, they're 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 okay, I guess you could they're- say. They're okay. Apparently, easy win next week. So mark that shit down. If they don't win, I will make fun of you for that. All right. Okay. Well, uh, that's it for football talk. All right. Let's uh, get an update with you when it comes to Game of Thrones. Last we checked in, you had finished uh, season two, or I, you might, we might have. You might have finished season two. I don't know if we talked about it yet, but well, basically, you've now finished season two and are now into season three. Yeah, so I finished season three, episode six. Uh, I don't remember the episode that we last talked about, to be honest. And I felt like it's a lot because a lot has happened for sure. Uh, Daenerys got hit her army. She's going to, you know, sail across the sea. Uh, what else? So, um, so she has she she's basically gotten... Has she killed? Has she killed the black guy? There's only one way I can really describe that. You mean the slave owner? Was it the slave owner? No. Okay, so she's gotten the the not the forsaken. What is their name? The the army. <sighs> uh, fuck! Fuck it. I I don't remember. But he, she she's she's left Qatar or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. She left Qatar. Um, got her dragons back. Went to the slave. Like, unsullied that's what they're called yeah unsullied. The unsullied. so went there i mean they didn't think she spoke valerian and at first i'm like i'm pretty sure targaryens knew how to speak valerian right now, see i don't think you're supposed you were supposed to know that technically yet oh. but we, you know that because of house of the dragon but yeah no i think valer i don't think she's spoken valerian yet no I yeah remember, right like once she starts speaking i'm like Oh no, <laughs> he has said some stuff against her. So lots of whores, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, sadly no. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, he burned all the slave owners burned, which is nice. So the army, you know, under her reign. Uh, don't want to talk uh, uh, too much about Daenerys because it feels like her side is kind of slowing down now 
until I guess she finally lands in um somehow gets to King's Landing, I guess. But uh don't worry, by the time she gets to King's Landing, she's a much more fleshed out character. So look look forward to that. Okay. Um other than that, um Brienne and uh gosh. Jamie. Jamie, yeah, Lannister gets caught. Um and you know, starting uh, I don't the Lannisters they're kind of a weird mix sometimes i start to like them or try to start to like them then all of a sudden you know i they <laughs> remind me that oh wait they're Lannisters. they're I, fucking Lannisters, yeah i know. need to hate them <laughs> like sometimes they get their sob story down and i'm like oh that's oh that's that's uh, <laughs> that's not right but then they're Lannisters. they because <laughs> Geez, I choked on my spit. Are they you go okay? Back. Did they poison you? Are you sure they did not poison you? They go back to being Lannisters. So yeah, uh, Jamie's hand gets cut off. I am seeing some something between Brienne and uh, Jamie. Yeah, we'll see where that goes, I guess. Um, other than that, Rob Stark's army is halved because the what well, the what you might call it, I guess uh, leaders um killed the two Lannister the, the car, boys the car 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 stocks you can't yeah. say, you can't say with an american accent you gotta say with british car stocks yeah the car stocks man yeah i mean <laughs> I, I i i understand where they're going but they're just two little boy lannisters that didn't do anything or had anything to do with um what jamie did but old man horny for revenge must kill lannister that's basically what and like yeah it's it's such a tough position to be in as a leader that's why being a leader is so hard like you kill the you kill the car starks because you want to send a message don't fuck do not like go against my orders or i will chop your head off mm-hmm. he's got to do that but because he done that now he's lost half his goddamn army it's tough to be a leader man it is let's see and there's our two more points before uh... oh by the way since since you're talking about brianne and jamie i assume uh catherine kathleen has let go jamie lannister right yeah yeah that's she she's so fucking awful <sighs> why the yeah. fuck would you leave why would you trust jamie lannister to keep it to keep his own he's jamie fucking lannister why would you trust him like, he's so stupid in season one and some parts of season two I liked um whatchamacallit? Catelyn. Uh, yeah, Catelyn start. But she's yeah, she's starting to go down my list now and, after And I get her reasoning. Yeah, you you know, she, you know, you have to understand my position. I need I need my daughters back. But you're trusting Jamie fucking Lannister. You're trust yeah. you're trust why? Like why just oh my god, she's so stupid. And like again, just be season one. Like her, her husband is taking the brunt of the Lannisters' punishment because you capture Tyrion, and then now your husband is the one who has to deal with it and gets his head chopped off while you're chilling in the Vale. Oh, man, so such a frustrating character, and don't and you know credit to the actor, she plays it perfectly. Oh yeah, she really does. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll we'll see where this goes with her because I mean. Rob himself isn't doing the greatest after the uh what are the Starks not the Starks. They're the Starks, yeah. They're the Starks. Yeah, they're the Starks, but 
what's the one uh um, gray, jo- gray joy no not the gray joys we'll talk about him later but uh the the one that left him for because they killed the Lannister, the two little Lannister boys. Oh, oh, the Car Starks. The Car Starks, not the Starks, but uh, yeah, Car Starks. Yeah, Rob. So far, I mean, he's I, not overthinking it. He's just trying to go with the flow, I guess. He's got a lot on his mind. Like yeah. if I like, I feel his position. Well, like I've never been in that position, but like you can feel the pressure, just having mm. to make that tough decision. That you that you'll never know if it's right or not, honestly. Yeah. You just have to justify in your mind that it is the right decision. So yeah. So I guess him and another guy is gonna decide to marry the uh two brides from uh, the bridge, <laughs> the bridge people, I guess. Uh I be- I forgot their name. The River Run. Um, Some, yeah, something tull- like that. Not Tullys, they're not the Tullys, they're something else, but yeah, River Run. Yeah, it. It's a lot of information, not gonna lie. Like I thought why like, it would be easier after watching House of Dragon to, you know, maintain most of this information from Game of Thrones. Well, well now you know who the Lannisters are. Well, yeah, it's yeah. it's too easy to know them because they're so prominent in the in the, this uh, story. Look, Tywin Lannister is aw- probably more in retrospect, Tywin Lannister is awesome. Yeah, he's, in, he, he's evil as all hell, but he is awesome. Yeah, in retrospect, I respect him for what he does, but other than that, like, it's, they're still Lannisters. <laughs> they are the Lannisters. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's go on with Dion. Oh, dear God, Dion. <laughs> like, Where, where's Dion right now? He's still um, in this unknown, undisclosed castle being tortured. Okay, you're, you're in that part. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be honest. That part was tricky for me because, like, you know, he, you know, he became he basically turned on the Starks, took over Winterfell. So I hate him, but now he's being tortured. So am I supposed to feel bad for him? Like at that point, I was very confused with his arc at this point. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. I thought he was going to be saved by his sister. But you know, plot twist: the same people from the cat or from the undisclosed castle <laughs> recaptures him because the guy who tried to save him was enemies from the same castle that he got, uh, you know, taken into. So that's a interesting way like, whoop around, I guess. And you have not been introduced to who that guy is yet, right? No, I have not. Okay. He's going to be prominent. I'll just let you know. And then Jon Snow, no longer a crow. So that's interesting. So far, I mean, it's oh, like... The, uh, oh, he's already met uh, the... Oh, yeah, he's a he's a uh, waddling now, right? Yeah, he's a waddling now. So He, he slept with the, the, the girl, right? Yeah, yeah. Egret, I think? Egret? Yeah, something like that, her name. But uh was about to say... Yeah, it seems like his story is very separate from the current story going on with the war, but I could see how it kind of melds together once, you know, uh, the walkers, you know, pop up again, because I still don't understand how the walkers work, besides that, you know, they're you know, they're like, the zombies from Call of Duty, basically. Yeah, just think, or, that. just think of it that way. Or zombies from Walking Dead, or something like that. <laughs> or, or that, but like you know, they're only in one section. That is will be how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. I mean, 
at the end of season not season but uh yeah season three episode six i mean uh you know they climbed the the wall the big wall which i'm like dear god that's that's something <laughs> to climb that big of a wall in the snow on ice with all that wind I'm and like, with people who don't give a shit about you let's be honest i know like they would like the guy above him that was roped with him they, i mean he was he was gonna cut the rope for uh john to save, snow and to save himself yeah yeah to save himself so i mean <laughs> uh, john snow found a way but my gosh, <laughs> that's some uh, cutthroat stuff. Yeah, like him, his story and Daenerys' story are very separate right now. They're all they're all like separate storylines, but you know, yeah. it, it does it does come together at some point. Yeah, that's the thing where it kind of like made it tough for me to watch Game of Thrones is that I, there's so much going on. There's no one true like story until it comes together i guess you could say like how house dragon is there's one plot and they it kind of builds up on that specific plot and like with the most annoying thing at like this goes on for seasons but like let's just say you're trying to follow one story or let's just say you're trying to follow theon you probably have to like watch three episodes to catch up on him because yeah. they have to keep jumping around and yeah, I, I remember, like, I, I think it was, yeah, I think it was Dion's story. I was like, what is going on with Dion? And then, like, three more episodes later, I still don't know what's going on with Dion. Yeah, it's, <laughs> he only gets maybe three to five minutes of screen time per episode so far. To be fair, that's, that's about, that's about enough of Dion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so far, I mean, I don't know if he's going to get saved or not, if he's going to get tortured even more. Like so far, that story is kind of at a halt for me. Uh, same with Daenerys because she's, you know, still in uh, um, the other side of the sea. Uh, Jon Snow, I, I guess he's invading the uh, Black Castle, I believe, mm, uh, yes. behind a wall. Castle Black. Castle Black, yeah. And uh, yeah, so far, just waiting on seeing how this war goes because there's so many like little things in this war uh that has happened uh, like little finger wanted uh what's her name with uh uh what to take uh like i said i i forgot San all these names sansa yeah sansa wanted to take sansa my gosh that was a twist like where um tywin wanted Tyrion to marry sansa instead of the flower knight and that um the queen should marry the flower knight instead oh, the, of sansa oh the, the the gay guy basically yeah and i mean i don't think i don't think they know but only little finger so far that i could think of knows because you know a little slip up uh with um uh the flower uh, flower knight with another um like a servant wait so have have you have you seen the you already gone through the scene where like he literally just meets the servant and is already having sex with him by the next scene it's like yeah. jesus christ man yeah and horny he, huh and he literally like spills the beans about trying to marry sansa and you know whoop de doo with the little finger finds out because you know the servant uh is working under Littlefinger, and i'm pretty sure Littlefinger told tywin <laughs> or something because or maybe not, because Tywin uh, had a 
pretty good uh, idea because of uh, how the power distribution has uh, worked out in this um, universe so far, where, you know, Sansa has pretty much the north if uh, somehow Rob goes down. So if Sansa marries Tyrion, now Tyrion has the has north. Has the north. Yeah, it's it's such a, it's, yeah, it's a lot of like chess pieces all working together. Yeah. yeah, and for the queen to marry the flower knight, that means she'll have the, um, the, the other side of the... Uh, it's called, I think it's called High Garden. Yeah, yeah something like that, yeah. So, have you met the grandma yet? Oh, for um, what you call it, the Flower Knight and uh, uh, yeah, Mildred? Yeah. No, not Mildred. Uh, Margaret. I think it's Mar- Margaret. Margaret. I think Marjorie. Marjorie. Margarine and Marjorie. I get I get her name and the fire sorceress mixed up. Melisandre. Melisandre. Yeah, that's a whole nother story with Arya too. Jeez, so much. But have you met the grandma yet? The grand, yeah. she is awesome. <laughs> she is, she is, yeah. I'm not excited for her to die yet, to be honest. I have a feeling that something's going to happen to her. She is just so so petty. Well, not even petty. Just like so spicy is like the way I like to call her. Just all like the most petty grandma just ever with the sharpest tongue. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And I guess let's finish off with Arya. Um, Arya gets founded by the Brotherhood. Uh, and, you know, the bastard son of Robert, um, which I, I, I also forgot his name. It starts with a G. I can never think of it. Yeah. So he gets taken by the fire sorceress. Uh, Arya's mad uh, that he's get got taken. And, you know, also that the Hound got gets released, uh, you know, by uh, travel, by combat against the leader of the brotherhood and like i said how is magic not prevalent in this universe because it feels like it's it's there's a lot more magic going on in this universe than uh normal because um the priest of the brotherhood resurrects the leader of the brotherhood that the hound like sliced off part of his like shoulder i guess and he has died already six times already like uh, you know, I'm just gonna keep saying it. Don't worry about it. Okay. It's not. It's not. I know it probably does sound prevalent. It seems prevalent. It's not that prevalent. It's just mind-boggling. You saying that magic is not prevalent yet. I see these things happening here and there. Like it's. I'm like, I rarely see this in House of Dragon, but now I'm seeing this now. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just I'll just keep reiterating. Don't worry about it too much. Yeah. It's too bad because I I kind of feel like this kind of power kind of could play a huge role in future episodes. Yeah, I mean, I don't again. I don't even remember it to be honest. You'll you'll have to keep watching. Um, it's been a while since you know I last watched it. I just it's not it's not something you got to worry about. Hmm. Let's see. Other than that, I think that's all the stories that I could think of in Game of Thrones. Uh, oh, there was some parts in Game of Thrones before we, you know, end this off, where they mentioned the uh, people from House of Dragon. Where I'm like, oh, is that a spoiler? <laughs> I mean, we already finished the season. Well, actually, maybe, but 
we know what happens to the Targaryens, I guess, like going into House of the Dragon anyways. I mean, yeah. granted, I don't think you knew because you didn't watch it, but it's pretty easy to fill in and you don't really need to know what happens. Mm, I see. Because uh, there's some, I guess you could say spoilers that may relate to, you know, the ending of uh, House of Dragon, but we'll see. But, I, mean, I mean, you 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 kind of been spoiled, like at the beginning of Game of Thrones. <laughs> They're the yeah. only Targaryens left, so yeah, yeah, exactly. Some, somebody fucked up. Well, we already know who fucked up. Alice had fucked up, so well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well, still excited to see how season two of uh, House of Dragon goes about because, um, yeah, that's gonna be a while for it to uh, come right back out. Okay, well, that was a good recap. Uh, hopefully, let me know when you finish season four or season three because that. Cause like that, that's where it gets, that's where it gets fun. I'll just say. Yeah. I, I don't understand how people could finish just in two weeks that this is ridiculous. It's long. It's long. It took me months. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a good thing or a good show to, you know, binge, uh, once in a while, but I do get, uh, tired after watching, um, two or three, because there's so much information in these episodes. Don't worry, it'll, it'll all start coming together sooner or later. Again, I don't watch TV shows that often. It's pretty much the only American show which I have kind of been binge watch. I think four or five episodes at once was my record. Mm, Our I friend see. was like saying like an entire season, like Jesus Christ. Okay, that basically <laughs> that literally basically means you sat the whole day there watching. <laughs> yeah, I mean, other shows that you should probably start watching is Breaking Bad. That's definitely a good one, I'd say. Is, is it on HBO? Sadly, no. Only if you had Netflix. No, I don't think I'm getting Netflix anytime soon. But I mean, actually, I might, I might cancel HBO. I'm not using it now. Mm. Yeah, once House of Dragon comes back, I mean, hopefully the price, you know, is relatively cheap and stays the same from what we are paying. But other than that, yeah, there's not much for me for hbo besides game of thrones i guess i mean there's shows on there it's just shows i'm not that i'm that interested i mean i, can, I should watch rick and morty but i just never find the time to mm, yeah I, I only watch uh maybe a small handful of those other than that i i need to rewatch the hobbit um oh yeah, yeah on amazon on, right no that's all that's also on hbo oh really uh, the hobbit series i, I already watched Rewatched the Harry Potter movies like a while back. Um, haven't tried Euphoria yet. I don't know if you have. I tried it. I haven't been able to get into it. I think I'm only like two episodes in. It's mm. it's depressing so far. Uh, and like you know, great story and all. Like it really captures you know the effect of drugs and stuff. And audit, like I don't want to say like all high school all of high school life is like this is. You know, spoiler I'm I'm not that cool. My life was not like that. So, you know, it's but it, I think this is a, what a lot of high school life is like. Hmm. I see. Yeah, there's other than that, yeah, there's a lot of good up or shows. Just uh I don't know. <laughs> Just not too interesting. Ah, oh, you already watched Peacemaker, never mind. Yeah, Beastmaker's fun. I hope they come up with a season two for that. That was that's that was fun. Yeah, hopefully. Okay. Um, anything else you want to quickly talk about? Jeez, 
I really don't know. But by, by the way, we we forgot. Uh, happy 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 Veterans Day. Um, which I should have said oh. it last episode, but you know, thank you for all the veterans that serve our country. So we don't have to. <laughs> but you know, they thank you guys for really spending your time. We don't do a good enough job taking care of you guys. Hopefully, that changes in the future. We'll see. Oh yeah, I salute to you. Guys. Look, look, I vote. Okay, I vote. I kind well, I kind of do research on, you know, the candidates. So, like I I do my job. Hmm. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Other than that, not really much else. I guess it's so far as you know the usual week of uh, Kings, NFL, and Game of Thrones. Uh, have you had thought about having a, you know, show to talk about? In uh, well, you know, I watch Game of Thrones. I should, huh? Yeah, it, it, it's coming. Or it's coming. Yeah, like, like I said, if you somehow could watch Breaking Bad, I I'd be happy to talk about that because that's also a great, you know, series. Yeah, and also uh, Naruto, it, it is coming. Sorry, sorry for you know breaking breaking the oath for about two weeks, but it is it's coming. Yeah, not gonna lie, it's probably not gonna come until All Star Break. I think it'll come before that. I'm not 100% confident, but I think it should come before that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We shall see. Okay. Well, if you have nothing else, let's call it an episode. Thank you guys for listening to this. Kings are 500. Let's go, baby. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see you guys later. Okay. A little extra thing uh, tonight. So uh, it just came out after we recorded that um, De'Aaron Fox has now signed with uh, or moving on from Chris Gatson and Family First Sports and joining Clutch Sports. Okay, so for those of you that don't know about Clutch Sports, it's a sports agency uh, that's run by Rich Paul, who famously represents guys like uh, guys like LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But like, it's kind of shadow like it's. I guess shadowed run by LeBron James is kind of the word on the street. He's the biggest client. And, you know, a lot of the clutch clients get signs of the Lakers. Uh, Lonnie Walker is a clutch client. K- KCP back in the day, people really hated that signing at the time. And it was because he was part of clutch sports or that's what's been assumed. So I just want to quickly talk about this. Um, is this something to be worried about? What does this actually mean? I think on the sur- I think for the most part it doesn't mean anything. Um, sure, there's a history of like you know guys who just joined the Lakers. Um, just basically, it's a running joke. Basically, whoever signs with Clutch Sports ends up joining LeBron or the Lakers in some way, one way or the other. What Chris, what Rich Paul is most like, I guess his most infamous moment. Uh, you can talk about the Nerlens Noel stuff. That was pretty controversial. Basically, he told. Uh, Nerland's Noel not to take a $70 million extension, instead go into free agency. And when he went into free agency, he didn't get any offers. And he basically only got, he t- told him to take the qualifying offer. But when he got to free agency, he had no offer. So he kind of screwed Nerland's Noel there. But his most famous or infamous moment is when, is basically getting Anthony Davis to, to the Lakers. Just kind of go negotiating basically in the media saying that if he goes to Boston, he's, he's not going to resign this and that basically 
any way he could to get uh, Anthony Davis to the Lakers. And ultimately, things ended up working out. He went to the Lakers, and the rest is history, right? Now, ultimately, what Rich Paul is kind of known for is getting his uh, is getting his clients paid, or maybe not what he's known for, but what he's good at. He got Draymond that one hundred million dollar extension. Uh, there were a bunch of like um, it was like front loaded, if I remember right, something along those lines. Basically, he got he gets a lot a lot of guys paid for the most part, and you know, ultimately, I don't think it's anything. I guess. Um, like it's cool he signed with uh clutch sports maybe he's just trying to get the most money just maybe he just wasn't feeling um feeling like i guess family first sports anymore like um apparently james ham said that he and gatson his former agent remain close um but he considers this a leveling up opportunity uh this was reported by damian barling first um along with james ham um although I'm, i don't see james ham's tweet about it but Either way, it I think it ultimately is nothing because De'Aaron's probably going to get paid. You know, barring injury, he's going to get paid uh, on his next contract. Pro- probably a maxed extension, right? The $200 million one. So I think, I honestly think had he stayed with the same uh, agent, he would have gotten that anyways. Um, but this is kind of a way joining Rich Paul is to kind of like guarantee almost that he gets the max or gets the most amount of money that he can because... That's what Rich Paul does. He he negotiates very very sternly, from from my knowledge. Just he he gets his clients paid. So ultimately, I like to think that's what this is. I don't think it's anything else. At least not yet. There's doesn't seem to be discontent. I don't think with De'Aaron right now. Hopefully, like he's come into the season strong. He was amazing this game, and this I this hopefully doesn't turn into anything. Let's hope that. If something does happen, it's going to be on the Kings more than anything. I don't. I'm not going to blame anything on De'Aaron. Like if the De'Aaron ends up for whatever reason leaving the Kings, it's because the Kings did something weird, and uh, you know that you'll never know. Like vibes are so good right now. Let's let's keep it going. Imagine had we lost this game and then this news came out. That would have been that would have been a different different shot to the chest for sure. Okay. All right, we just wanted to record this extra part. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Yes, we will catch you on the next one, as I said five minutes ago.